0: Hello and welcome to the Fendland Chat Hour. I'm producer Dave and we have Amanda Carlin.
1: Hello, producer Dave.
0: Hello, Amanda. Welcome uh, to another show. Thank you. Number two. So the first one went, well, it was quite positive. We, we did a pilot last week and that seems to have gone, it has been seems to be quite well received. We got lots of response to it. So that was good.
1: Yes, it was. I I was surprised because clearly more than five people listened to us.
0: Well, that's that's good. We've uh, we've exceeded our initial um, expectations. So that's that's
1: yes, we have.
0: (laughs) Um, Right. Well, just who are we? What we're doing? Why we're doing this? Um, We we did an explainer in the last one, but um, the purpose of this is um, we both had. Uh, a meeting and we, we realised that um, that not a lot of information is being given out to the Fenland area. Um, it has its own specific needs uh, and difficulties and, and problems in itself. It's, it's a very rural area to start with so it has a lot of rural issues and a lot of rural is- isolation issues so that compounded with social isolation as well um, we realised that there is a definitely a need here to provide Information and just a lifeline, and just um, just another voice, uh, a local voice, as opposed to like a, a government voice or a, a London voice as to to what's going on. Um, and it can be quite overwhelming, con- listening to Sky News and BBC News, and and it can be quite um, either overwhelming or quite depressing when just sort of being submerged in that kind of news. So it, we're just trying to do something a little bit. Bit light-hearted, a bit more information that's specific to here, and and that's the idea. Amanda, just point out that Amanda is in Wimblington.
1: Yes, hello from Wimblington.
0: Pick up the Wimbo Wimbo posse. Yay. And I'm Perfect. based in Chatteris, so both both in the centre of uh, of Fenland, and we've been here for both been in the area for for a while, so we know most of the places and we know most of the the people and, and the businesses that are in uh, are por- important to the fenland area uh some local local news updates um something that came up was uh police are now looking at stopping uh drivers so that's something to to be aware of it, they've started in the f- in Whizbeach area part of the trying to encourage people to stay home and and not making uh unnecessary trips to out and about so they are um randomly stopping people and just finding out why so just be prepared if you do see vi- uh, police vehicles at the side of the roads um to stop and 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 let them know what what and why you're, you're out and about but i can understand that's going to expand further down here as well further down into the rest of fenland as well so just be prepared for that we mentioned fact uh last week Um, They're an organisation that are delivering, um, they've changed their their process from transporting people now to delivering uh, care packages, food packages, I understand.
1: Food packages, library runs and medication.
0: And I believe they're they're having, because it's been so uh, successful, but certainly they're kind of overwhelmed uh, with the response that they've had that they're, they're now having to step up and, and expand their uh, involvement um, to try and cater with the the level of response that they've had over the last few days so that's good um, so f- you can find out all information on what they provide on their website and their Facebook page as well um, there is also a letter supposed to be coming out from the government. I think there's about 20 million letters that have been issued. So in the next few days, you should hear something from the government as to what's happening and what to do. And, and hopefully lots of answers, a lot more details as to what's going on. Um, that's that. So we're gonna do um, some late, uh, um, we're gonna do some so I'll just start, start again. Um, we're just going to do some, uh, current stats. You know, it, it, it can be a bit grim, but I thought, well, we'll do them each show. And just to give a perspective of where we are on where we're at, um, and, and how it's affecting the world. So worldwide, we've got three, three quarters of a million cases of, um, uh, COVID-19 and 34,000 deaths worldwide. Um, in the UK alone, we've got as of yesterday, we've got twenty thousand, or nearly twenty thousand cases um, reported, and twelve hundred uh, deaths, sadly, so far. But at the rate, it's it's probably going to be another two hundred, two hundred plus today as well. So it's just worrying. I mean, these these numbers they are they are doubling um, every three three to four days. I mean, I just think back on Friday there was just over seven hundred people had died uh, when we did the the figures then and it's now gonna be about fourteen hundred so it three three days and it's doubled you know so by Thursday we're probably looking at two to three thousand people and that's that's quite it's quite sobering that it is um quite I mean, it is a, it is a plague. I mean, people are are saying that it is it's paralleled now with the the bubonic plague and the Black Death, and it's just it is it is scary. So, but yeah, that's that's the um, that's the the details, the the um, the stats out of the way. And we'll hopefully now move on to something a little bit lighter. Um, how are you, anyway? What what what's been your in your world? What's how's your weekend been?
1: How's my weekend been well we had <laughs> We had the clocks go forward, and thankfully, Doris reminded us all about the clocks going forward, so we started off British summertime with snow <laughs> very early in the morning um and it was very cold yesterday, wasn't it?
0: Yes, I had a report on my phone to say it was snowing
1: it it was it did' that it did very early in the morning. Now, I know this because my ears are blocked up, so I cannot go to the surgery at the moment to get them shringed. And the things that I can hear are extraordinary. The things I can't hear are everyday noises. But I could really hear the snow as it was coming down. So I thought, oh, the house is falling apart because it was a really strange noise. (laughs) And I went to have a look. Oh, my goodness, it was really really coming down it looked more like hailstones actually and that might have been why i could hear them but yes i thought to myself oh goodness me i really feel for rough sleepers right now because it's just gone on and on and on hasn't it this bad weather um the councils are supposed to be um housing everybody now they have a responsibility to do it don't they the government's told them So hopefully they'll be able to find somewhere for everybody to go to help keep them safe. So, David, um, I went to do my shopping and I went to Sainsbury's and I checked the clock before I went. And I thought I'd got an extra hour because the clocks hadn't been changed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: I had nine minutes to do a week shopping, but I oh. managed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I've I've been caught out by uh, the clocks going forward. I nearly I did miss my breakfast once.
1: Oh, now that's terrible.
0: Because the um, the uh, the food place um, shut at nine o'clock, and we got there at half past nine, when we thought it was half past eight. So yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> It's a, that's a sobering thought, especially when you've been drinking out the night before and you're you're really hungry.
1: Oh yes, oh yes.
0: But that was years ago, many many years ago, um, <laughs> and now iPhones and mobile phones and stuff—they they change the phones for the the clock automatically,
1: which is helpful.
0: It is, yeah. But yes, hmm. I I, um, I went out on Saturday and I did uh, my first shopping, um, my my first Corona shop. Um, it was interesting. It was, I was actually really surprised and pleased at how well Chatteris has, um, coped. Um, I know they had issues to start with. They had a, a, there were a few, um, anti-social issues, um, like a lot of places, but they, they seem to have got the grip of it, got to grip with the, um, the actual concept of it. And and that's people and, and the businesses as well. Um, the the socialization was was um handled very well the um the the markings of of queuing up was all in place only so many people were in the shop at the time you know i don't know if that's for every shop but certainly the ones that i went in um uh european based supermarket um they seemed to have their act together and they had screens on the on the checkouts to protect the 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 um the cashiers and stuff and it was it was quite relaxed inside you know there was lots of stuff in there people were quite pleasant um quite sociable um you know everyone kept the distance but you know nobody was in a hurry there was no stress there was no anxiety you know there was no panicking so yeah it was quite once you were actually in it was actually quite a pleasant experience
1: Yeah, well, that sounds good
0: so uh, i just hope that can be replicated around the rest of the towns and
1: yes that would be good.
0: So yeah, that was that was pretty much my my weekend. Was just trying to find. Uh, I was being the food provider for for a change. <laughs> the hunter gatherer.
1: Hunter gatherer, yes.
0: <laughs> With all these things going on, I think the most important thing, the, the most important person that we need to to ask about what's going on is um, our lovely Doris, and uh, ask what would Doris do.
1: What would Doris do? Well, Doris is saying today, she um, sent a message and she said, please could people put post-it notes on their bins to say thank you to the bin men. She thinks that's very important and she would like to know if listeners have got any other people they think should be thanked. And she would like to um, point out that Finland police received some cookies. This was uh, the March police station from a young boy called Stanley to say thank you for all the help they're giving um, people during the pandemic and every day as well.
0: No, that's brilliant.
1: Um, isn't it? It's it's really, really good. Um, and Doris would like... Um, people to ask her questions. We have had some questions asked of Doris today. One is what would Doris do if her oven broke down?
0: So what would she do?
1: Well, what Doris would do is use her slow cooker and she loves using her slow cooker. And she does use it like an ordinary oven. She bakes cakes in it and she bakes potatoes and stews and all sorts. So, maybe we can get some uh recipes from Doris on how to use a slow cooker that would be good um it would wouldn't it um and Julie Mellish has asked how does Doris cope um now that she 's become a legend
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well she I- she has uh,
0: grown in notoriety <laughs> the last few days hasn't she
1: she has absolutely well um. We will have to ask her i haven't got an answer on that at the moment but um we also had calls to interview doris now doris is a lovely kind and humble person so she doesn't actually want to be interviewed but she did say please ask questions via ourselves and we can pass them on to gail who will ask doris what the answers are she's very happy um, to do that, but she isn't ready to be interviewed at this point in time. But I do think that there's a call for Doris to be interviewed.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. We could do a pre-recorded phone call. It doesn't have to be a live, um, a live chat. We we can do it. But yeah, question. We can always send her questions. We can send her a question of the day from from our audience um yes. like the one about the oven if she's happy to to answer answer these questions yeah
1: she seems very happy at this point in time
0: good so that's mm-hmm. that's it. that is what would doris do and that's that's a hashtag to to look out for as well if you want to uh, to give you a supply you, you can you can message directly on the uh, the Wimbledon facebook page um or of the places where you see the video the links to the videos you can leave messages there or on twitter as well um, we will set up some kind of um, more direct um, means of co- connection and comms as well um, as we get set up but we'll leave a list of all means of getting in touch with um, us the show and doris as well at, at the end so stay tuned for that we have had our first interview from a, a local, a Fendland local who has his own business. Uh, his name is Richard Savage or Rick to many of his friends and followers. He has um, his own studio called Savage Studio in Chatteris. He's been an artist all his life, but he's been based here. He's had his studios for about 15 years. So we did a, a telephone uh, interview with him this morning. Um, just about um, who he is, a bit about his background what he's done um, art specifically in the felon area and he's offered uh, su- some ideas and support he- he's offered some suggestions for how to start um, getting involved in-, in art and painting and, and artwork uh, during the times when people are looking for other things or new things to try so over to you Rick Yes, we have our our next uh, guest on the telephone. Um, he is Richard Savage, um, but more well locally known as as Rick. Um, he's uh, the owner of Savage uh, Savage Galleries. Is that Savage, Savage Studio? Studios? Savage Studios in Chatteris and has been for many years. He's quite diverse in his activities, but predominantly art. His is um, main main passionate and main subject um, so Rick tell us tell us a bit about yourself
2: um, well thank you for inviting me onto the show
0: um,
2: I have been an artist uh, as a, a saleable uh, artist for about 25 maybe getting on for 30 years now um, I uh, there really never was a time when i wasn't drawing and painting um, my mum said that uh, I was drawing uh before I could actually write my name or anything I was starting to doodle and sketch things out as a very young child and it was just my passion through school uh, and I saw no reason to stop making art uh sort of beyond school um'
0: so that's 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 quite yeah, good. Sure. So you you actually got encouraged by your parents to. to oh yeah, very much
2: so. I mean that's I mean, that's my... brilliant. That is. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. Uh, my my father was very encouraging uh, with art. Um, he was a fair draftsman himself. He he was a uh, uh, an architect, and uh, uh, he brought gave me a,
0: a slice of his passion for art. You were talking about being. Your your family giving you a push into into art. Um so I suppose tell us about how you went about sort of making that leap to actually becoming a full time artist and setting up your own studios.
2: Um well I i am not sure leap is quite the way. I mean it's something I've always done. I suppose the incentive uh unto setting up the studio was uh, a friend of mine asked me to do a piece of artwork for them, uh, and which I did. I uh, was very happy to do. Uh, and my friend said, what you really need to do is to sell these. You want to sell prints uh, rather than the originals, uh, and suggested that I put my work on eBay. Uh, and I had a, a very interesting year selling prints of my work on eBay. Um, the terms and conditions of eBay changed, um, which meant that my work was much... It turned into a kind of a car boot sale rather than a place where you can sell uh, artwork. Yeah. Um, and during that time, I opened my studio here, which would be back in something like uh, 2003.
0: Okay, so it's been a quite a while then.
2: Yeah. Um, and it seemed a logical thing from opening a studio, and it's really my workspace, Um, but it seemed such a nice big workspace just to keep it to myself, so uh, it was uh, very shortly after then I started to teach from the studio, Mm. uh, which is something I've been doing since about 2003.
0: Do you find that having your own studio sort of gives you your own ideas as well because it gives you that sort of flexibility?
2: Um, it allows me to make a mess uh, that doesn't, <laughs> where my wife doesn't shout at me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I suppose it does help. It's not in the living room or in the kitchen. Or... Yeah,
2: I mean, though, I mean, uh, I, I have a very good friend who is desperately in need of a studio, uh, and we constantly talk about the, the pros and cons of a studio. But unless it's a big piece, I would rather have it on my lap watching tv in the living room yeah than than in my studio Um uh, but some of the pieces get a bit big so um my wife quite rightly objects to the, me trailing <laughs> the big stuff <laughs> into there but i do a lot of sketching and uh and stuff so i don't i mean if you have an interest in art i don't think you necessarily need the studio environment though a lot of people set out um like um those really nice um, garden I don't know what you call them I'm gonna say garden shed but I don't really mean a garden shed oh like summer houses
0: where you've converted yeah yeah.
2: that that kind of thing I've got several friends who've got their art studios in uh, the equivalent of summer houses I mean some are like small small porter cabins
0: yeah they are they are Uh, really quite big aren't they
2: yeah 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 Um, and it's uh, I mean a studio is just a fancy name for a place where you do your work
0: yes it is yes uh, and, <laughs> and your wife doesn't um, get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her.
2: Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so the 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 leap was was more more of an amble rather than a leap. Right. I um, in fact, most of my art career has been a bit of an amble rather than making a deliberate decision to go into doing one thing. It's, people ask me to do things and. That's just led led me into new areas. I mean, I my my work sort of kind of spans uh, from uh, wildlife art, aviation art. I do quite a lot of figurative work. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I wouldn't consider that I'm a portrait artist. Um, though I have done one or two, but it, it, that's not really where where my uh, sort of main heart is. Yeah. Uh, but I do a lot of kids stuff as well um i love doing kids illustrations
0: yeah because you're quite heavily into the um the myth and magics weren't you myth and is oh yeah because yeah, you did all that, that a, lot of, a lot of work with the, the kids in in chatteris and and the Fens.
2: Yeah. yeah very much so that was that was a great project they're looking to relaunch that later this year there was all sorts of projects um that were lined up uh, with the myth and memory book
0: a oh, myth and memory um, that's it yeah
2: yeah, uh, uh, until, well, obviously, we have the current situation. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, you know, it, it was a, a lot of things, hopefully, just been put on hold, but we were about to uh, relaunch and do some new events and bits and pieces uh, within Chatterist.
0: Yeah, um, certainly. It, I mean, it was quite popular at the time, so, yeah, it would be good if we do... Uh, well, yeah, we,
2: we, we sold really well. Myth and Memories
0: about. Part 2.
2: Yes, Indeed.
0: Well, talking about sort of, that's, that's quite a nice leap into the, the next question, which is um, Fenland art. I mean, art has its own sections anyway, but doing art in the Fenland, do you find that has its own sort of li- local dialect or local colloquialisms itself?
2: Um, I, it, 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 it certainly has its own quirky nature. Uh, with art, generally, there are things that work in other places, that don't seem to work here as well, um, but on, a, on my hand and my heart, I have no real uh, ideas why. Um, uh, like yourself, we've been involved <laughs> with one or two arts council, uh, uh, like you, David. Yeah. Uh, we've we've been involved with one or two arts council meetings. Yeah, um, looking at developing art in the Fens. Uh, and it, it hasn't been easy to engage with an audience. I don't know why. I'm hoping uh, a podcast such as this will um, sort of make us seem a little bit more approachable. Certainly yeah, I, I, we, I do. We are
0: approachable. I do I completely agree that I've been involved in, in several projects, either indirectly or directly. And, and certainly, Felon does bring its own unique challenges when it comes to to art projects in all forms as well, whether it's um, written, literature, music, festivals, performance art, everyone, there seems to be a lack of engagement with it. So, you know, maybe now is a a good time to get people involved and get them to focus on art because that it is an ideal time to to do that, to sort of start exploring. Um, Okay. So how, if someone was to uh, go into art now, so we've yeah. got 12 weeks or 15 weeks or whatever. Um, and they decide that they want to keep themselves busy. So one way would be to, to switch off the TV and the, the laptop and, and get away from it all. And they wanted to do some art. Um, how would they go about it? And what what sort of art styles are there, sort of generically? What sort of styles are there that they can Uh-oh. be involved with? And, and sort of how would they go about it? How would they get hold of the equipment and stuff in this this new um new world of of shopping
2: well um i would say relatively simple i mean i would start personally in fact most of my drawings start this way or most of my artwork starts this way with a simple piece of paper and a pencil um i think it's a good way to get ideas down Mm -hmm. but art, art materials don't have to cost an awful lot of money. I mean, when you start going around uh, art shops and even looking at art materials online, you can see that you can spend an awful lot of money yeah. on art materials, but it doesn't have to cost that much. Okay. But there is, there are, there are some some quick guidelines that uh, maybe I can help with. Uh, like I say, if, if depending on what you're doing, when you're at the very early stage, and what you want to do is get some ideas down on paper. Um, there's a lot to be said for, and this is how I start, I would say about 90% of my artwork starts on photocopy paper. Mm-hmm. You can buy a ream of it for about three quid, four quid. Uh, uh, I would go better than your bog standard pencil. Um, some You can start with an HB pencil, uh, but I, I personally like a, a softer lead and I'd be looking at something like, uh, uh, 2B or 4B, uh, soft lead, mm-hmm. um, for a pencil. If you were to Google, Google that or even go on somewhere like Amazon, I mean, we, at the moment with, uh, you can't go around an art shop and go and browse, but there are several art shops online that you can go and have a look at. You can also get materials, uh, delivered fairly cheaply, uh, from Amazon. I I hate to give them the plug, but um, uh, there are there are places like Amazon. There's also a lot of information on. I'm a member of a thing called the Society of All Artists, and it's. it's, I'm a professional member, but you can join as an amateur member. And there's all sorts of discounts and bits and pieces um, that you can get from them. And there's also tips, advice, and they also do videos and things. There's there's some free stuff on their website uh so if you go to google s a a you should find them but if you if you look on places like amazon uh though other other uh, online retailers are available um look for a, a reasonable pencil um yeah. I, I makes wise i would go Faber castell mm-hmm. uh rather than derwent um uh it, it the, the lead seem more durable to me. Um, I have had problems with uh, Derwent pencils. Um, So start with a pencil and a piece of paper. Um, Once you get into uh, painting, an awful lot of people go straight into watercolours. That would seem to be their default setting to go into watercolours, which you can do. I'm not knocking that. Um, I would go for reasonable tip material, something like... um, uh, Windsor and Newton materials, you can go cheaper, but with Windsor and Newton, you get a very consistent paint. Okay. Um, and I, I like consistency. I like to know what materials I'm, I'm, I'm working with. You can work with cheaper materials, but I do like, I think they're good value for money wise, especially when you go into um, uh, things like acrylic paint or even oil paint. You, you get cheap oil paint and cheap acrylic paint, but what you're really doing is getting more medium and water in the tube than you are actual pigment.
0: Right. You're better
2: off buying uh, a better quality. Um, it's thicker. Um, it,
0: okay. It, it covers better. What about um, paper then? Do you, do you need sort of specialist paper if you're going to start what? doing into the water, watercolours yeah, and oils? Yeah,
2: very much so. I, I, um, I mean, papers, I mean, there are all sorts. I mean, there, there are literally reams and reams of paper that you can experiment with. If you're doing either watercolour or acrylic on canvas, I would start with about um, uh, 300 gram three hundred Paper. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try and paint on anything less than three hundred gram paper. Okay. Um, because it, it suffers with a uh, something that they call cockling. The papers when wet, it sort of kind of
0: buckles up. Yes. Yes. I've seen. I've seen that. I think most people have when they've spilt spilt the coffee yeah. over the bills in the morning and they, they get that sort of ripply effect. And a-
2: absolutely. <laughs> uh, and if you're trying to paint on a surface like that, it is very difficult. Yeah. If this work that I'm doing. Um, in a professional way you can get up to uh, 300 pound paper or 400 pound paper which is like a, a kind of a thick cardboard um, that is absolutely beautiful to paint on mm-hmm. and there's no no buckling of the paper at all um, yeah. that's that's really nice uh, or, or indeed you can work on canvas
0: oh the the wooden the framed ones with the sort of stretched
2: yeah, stretch, stretch canvases. If you're doing uh, either oils or uh, acrylic painting, I've even done watercolors they're... actually on on stretched uh, stretched canvas, which okay. you can get some
0: really nice effects from. Hmm. So, because uh, they're quite cheap, aren't they? The canvases. Yeah,
2: yeah. So the they're only, quite the affordable. Real...
0: So you you can budget for you know if you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can actually oh, get yeah. quite a, a lot for, for for your money.
2: Yeah, most certainly, and I'd I'd, I'd suggest getting. Uh, a few really good paints than a lot of very cheap paints
0: okay go for, uh, go for um, smaller quality than
2: yeah yeah go, go for quality rather than quantity okay because once you've got a a reasonable starter set of watercolors or acrylics or oils um you can then buy tubes of a, a particular colour, but with a with a basic set you can generally speaking mix all the colours
0: that you're gonna want. Mm. Okay. That's that's really good. I mean that's that's quite useful. I mean I've learned something from it and I've I did ours at school and I've done bits and pieces over the years. But yeah, that, that was quite useful. i yes, well, you. well thank you for your time. I much much appreciated giving you giving up your, your morning just to No, 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 very happy to, too, David. Very happy to. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we we'll, we will depend on the the audience um interest and feedback. Uh we may end up <laughs> coming back to you. And it would be nice to sort of do get to see some photos of the studios and some of the the artwork that you you do as well. So, you know Yeah, very we happy to. We will be probably in touch again sometime. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Rick. Thank or, you. Or Richard or Richards Richard Savage. <laughs> and you can find more information online if you want to go and have a look at some of his work. Um just point out that uh, some of it is not always suitable for children, but that's that's like any any artist that you you will get you'll get different classifications. You'll find stuff that is mainstream, and you'll find something that's for a, a more so yeah, Adul- I mean, adult audience. More more adult audience. So, but that's 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 the nature of of art. It, it com- covers so many different uh, so many topics. Well, thank you for your time, and we'll let you get on. All right, thank you, David. Have All a right. brilliant day. Thank you. All right, thank you. Well, that was the interview with uh, with Rick. I think that was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I've I did a bit of art at school, but I learned lots from that. I thought there was uh, some quite useful hints and tips there as well. So, um, yes, if if you have any questions, if you have any um, any if you want any more information on um, uh, doing some kind of art artwork, um, and that wasn't covered in that that video, that interview then drop us a line, ask us some questions, and we'll pass them on and hopefully do a QA and a with Rick at some point um, in the next upcoming weeks. Um, he's quite happy to do more information, more, um, and possibly even do live demonstrations in, in future future weeks. and Doctors, for certainly for Chatteris, um, if you go onto their Facebook and, and website and have a look, they have a comprehensive list now of um, what to do, where to go, who to contact, um, why you should attend, why you shouldn't attend, if you have pre-existing uh, um, needs from from the the doctors, whether you have appointments or um, regular appointments and things, if you go onto their site and have a look, it's quite a very very comprehensive about what's broken down and what they can offer and when to and who to contact uh, and the process of doing that. So definitely go on there. Is there anything with you Amanda, any any information?
1: Yes, we have similar um, with the Fenland practices. Um, it's best to check Dr. Hamlin's um, Facebook page. He's got uh, one um, that is FPG, Fenland Practice Group. Um, but if you contact us, we can give you the link for it. Um, people are being encouraged to give up smoking if they can um because apparently smokers uh, are more susceptible to uh to the virus than non-smokers mm-hmm. so it's 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 very easy to say give up smoking but try if you can um i can imagine that with anxieties the way they are for a smoker um it might be very easy to grab a cigarette um there are suggestions that vaping's safer and there's lots of vape shops around The most important thing is doing your best to stay alive, isn't it really
0: well yes, you've got the the issue with well even if you do get coronavirus it's 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 um specifically just targeting the the lungs what well, I'm saying it's just specific the, the the most of it is has the biggest impact is on on your lungs and the restrictions of breathing so yeah. you know if you are smoking then that can obviously complicate things even further so it now would be <laughs> now would be a good idea to have a think about it
1: have a think about it that's a good way of putting it because um it can be difficult There's a whole industry around giving up smoking, isn't there? Yeah. So uh, nobody's suggesting it's easy.
0: Yeah, so I can imagine it's a difficult time, a lot of anxiety. So I can imagine it can be difficult at times like this to to give up smoking uh, if you are thinking about it. There are lots of support groups and and people you can talk to and lots of advice on NHS on how to to go about uh, giving up smoking. But if you need a reason now would be a good time to think about it. okay next thing is post offices um, there's obviously been they are still open they are still serving uh, but there have been quite a few changes and recently um, certainly with with Chattery's post office as of today they've now gone from opening full time to opening uh, nine o'clock to 1 a.m or 1 p.m sorry from nine to one um, Mondays to Fridays and on Saturdays 9.30 till 12.30 and that's for the foreseeable future. Um, What about you Amanda, have you got uh, changes for you?
1: We have got changes um, to the times that uh, the village stores are opening in Wimblington and Doddington and they hold the post offices. Of course, yes. um, Yes, so um, Wimblington is Monday to Saturday 7am to 7pm and Sunday 8am to 6pm and they ask for only two people to be in the shop at one time. Um, They tend to run the post office throughout the hours that they're open whereas Doddington doesn't and Doddington's hours are the same as Wimblington, 7am to 7pm Monday to Saturday and Sunday 8am to 6pm but we'll find out what time the post office itself is operating in Doddington I know they never have opened the post office at the weekend there so no weekend post office in Doddington um, but I'm unsure of the hours at this time
0: i mean that's something that that has changed i mean um i looked at the the page from the the national post office um site for the shops and they're obviously saying open full open normal hours um but this is a case of now going and finding out local information going directly to uh the local um shops either through the facebook through the community um community links uh, because they are putting their information, the changes of times and things, on on there as well, um, and that's more. It, it, that's the more accurate information. Um, yeah, it's not being fully re- uh, reflected through the overarching post office sites. I went into the post office on on Saturday in Chatteris, and they had a clear lane that was designated for for customers for the actual post office counter, and they had clear divisions over, you know, to to keep your, your two meter difference. So there, there's a lot of information implementation of of that in in the area. So follow follow the guidelines, okay. keep safe, keep everyone else safe. Now, something else going on from from shops and and. Post office. We've got uh, markets. Uh, something that's uh, caused a bit of uh, controversy, a bit of confusion in the uh, the Fenland area uh, is whether markets should be shut or kept open. Um, this is an interesting one. It's, I can I can understand the reasons for closing. Ely has decided to close their market. Beaches, uh has got theirs open, and some of the other towns are still open as well. Now I can understand uh, as long as they're they're being run uh, properly and they've got lots of space between each stalls and and people are keeping distance. It's outdoors. It's fresh air. It's also taking some of the pressure off the supermarkets as well. You know, so you can go in and just get your your fresh veg and and meat and stuff uh, without having to go out. Because I can understand that a lot of people have got um, supermarket anxiety. Um, which is quite a big thing at the moment, you know. The you know having seen all the um, the negative press about what's going on in supermarkets, um, I, I think at the moment local marketplaces have got a a new role in this society. What do you think?
1: I I agree with you. I th- I think there's a need pro- for them to be in the fresh air. People are concerned, and also. Um, if the market stalls are open they're helping keep the economy going too and um, i think where we can we we need to have these things Um we we've really got to watch the economy and and make sure that we can keep going as a country um and it's it's one less burden uh on the country as well all the, all the various payouts that will have to be made by the government eventually yeah if if people can stay in work uh, and work safely and not harm anybody else and it helps with anxiety and mental health issues then i'm all for keeping them open
0: it is a contentious issue um but i think if it's done properly done sensibly and people uh, obey all the um the social etiquette that's that's out now. I think there's there's no reason why it shouldn't. I think it does have an important role within the community, and it, it like I say, it helps people just get out. We'll we'll, we'll follow the guidelines as, as laid out by the government. But at the moment, I think it does have a place as long as everyone is sensible in how they they use it.
1: Yes, I agree with you.
0: But yes, if you if you have any any views on on markets and whether they should be open. Um, or any suggestions on how to improve it, then yeah, drop drop us a line and, and we'll uh, we'll we'll pass that on. Um carrying on with the theme of shops, we have uh, an article that uh Fenland Citizen is uh, running and it's showing all the supermarkets in the area. The supermarkets have all they've listed what their protocols are for how they're expected to customers to behave and if you go onto the the and Citizens website, you'll see the article and we'll hopefully we'll stick a link on that at the, the bottom. But it, it's quite a, a comprehensive view of to which supermarkets are open and what they're doing about it. So have a look there for more information. So we've got some other information regarding the police, um, over to you Amanda.
1: Yes. um, Thank you, David. There's been a surge in calls to the police, especially on their 101 number, the non-urgent call line. But uh, they're receiving calls about confusion in regards to COVID-19. So people are asking questions like, can we go out and feed horses or are we allowed to go fishing? That information can be found elsewhere. Please do not block the police Telephone line with those kind of inquiries, and if you know where, um, if you don't know where to look, please get in touch, and we will send you the link. Thanks, David.
0: I mean, I know that there are a couple of um, Facebook um, COVID support groups as well. I think there's yes, there's, there are there's a, a March one that's been set up. I don't know if there's one in Chatteris, but there are some local ones that have been set up for people to um, find out information. Um, of how to cope with um, the situation on the restrictions so that would be um, worth having a look as well and maybe asking them the questions because they well they're not they're not priority or life impacting questions you know if it's not affecting someone's life um, if it's not a serious emergency then there are other places that you can go and these would be some of them.
1: So David um, this week uh was a particularly strange week. This Sunday, yesterday, was um, a strange day for Christians right across the country because they weren't allowed to go to church. All the church buildings have been shut. No, of course, um, yes. Yes, and this is uh, Holy Week we're in, so again, it's it's a difficult time. Friday will be Good Friday, Sunday will be Easter Day so um i myself logged into the church of england's facebook page and watched the archbishop of york and his wife deliver a service it was really great actually it was very 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 good it wasn't too long it was it's important it's this is the most important week in the christian calendar not christmas easter easter is the most important week so it's it's going to be tough For people of faith, and I would highly recommend logging into those live streams. It it, is very nice to do, and uh, they went from nine o'clock on Sunday. So, um, I should think it will be the same thing again. Also, the rainbows that have been up in people's windows for the children to chase the rainbows and to let people know they want them to stay safe, Yeah. Um. the idea now is to change the rainbows to Easter eggs, drawings of Easter eggs, so that children can go on an Easter egg hunt of a different kind. That's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is. That's good. It's different, I suppose, just keeping a theme. So what would normally happen, I suppose you've got that and you've got um, different saints days as well. So you've got different themes that you could put dragons maybe in the windows for St George's Day or... So I, I like you, that. <laughs> so you could keep the keep a theme for each week for, or each couple of weeks for um, a different event or a different national event.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. So um, Saint George's Day is um, April, isn't it? The end of it? Towards yes. the end of April.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. Is it twenty third off the top of my head? Twenty third or twenty fourth? Something like that. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's one of them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yes, because we could be in lockdown longer than we think, couldn't we?
0: Yeah, I think... I th- this is the truth. I think, to be to realistic, I think it's going to be a while. I mean, while the numbers are still going up, we we can see that it's going to be a while. It's only when it's it starts to, to slow down then at least we can then get an idea of how long it's going to be. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we're uh, the, because it's still increasing exponentially, it's... Um, I don't think this is going to end for a while.
1: No, no. So that means we get to do more podcasts than David. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Well, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I think I think it's, it's fun. And it's good getting to know more about Doris.
0: <laughs> Boris and Doris.
1: Boris and Doris, yes. Oh, we could do a Boris, 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 Boris and Doris show. <laughs> That Boris and Doris though, yeah. Oh
0: dear, poor old Boris. But that's it. I mean, we've got listeners. <laughs> we've got we've got lots of, we've got many many weeks and many many shows to to do. And obviously we're, obviously we don't have roving reporters. We can't go out and we can't do things. So we're kind of at the mercy of of the audience to some respect for for ideas and suggestions. You know, so weird and wacky, wonderful. Um, even just generic everyday stuff you know if it's if it's something that is important or you need to know it's you're desperate to know and you know that no one else is going to give you the answer give us a give us a call drop us a line tweet us message us email us whatever's out there you
1: know oh oh david guess what i did this morning what did you do this was following our last podcast yeah i tuned in to mr motivator and i did the workout with him yay
0: <laughs> so, the biggest question was, what was he wearing?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because he was yes. quite <laughs> renowned for his flamboyant um, spandex outfits, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was wearing spandex and he had got uh, leg warmers on as well. Looked very fame, he could have been in fame.
0: It could have been. So was this <laughs> on television or was this a, a YouTube channel or...?
1: It was, it was his, well, I saw him first of all on the TV and then I thought I'd look at his YouTube t- channel. So that, yes, both, a combination of.
0: So is that like uh, this morning? Um, um, good... It
1: was on Vic- Victoria Derbyshire, he was on Victoria Derbyshire okay. this morning, yes.
0: So if, pe- so, if people uh, want to, to to get involved, then they can watch that or they can find his, his YouTube channel.
1: Yes, yes, Absolutely. But I find him, you know, a bit more funky than the Green Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the thing. I, I, talking of which, I saw that um, Joe Wicks has uh, fractured his hand.
1: No, poor Joe.
0: So, but he is um, carrying on. Um, he mm. is. He's. He's carrying on. So don't don't panic. There, he's not going to stop. But so I think it's going to restrict on what he can do. But I also heard that he's given a lot of his money that he's. Raising to um COVID 19 charities. Oh,
1: he's a good man, he is, he's, a, he's a
0: wonderful man, and there needs to be more people like him. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and I think that's that's one thing that we're coming, you know, we're talking. Boris was talking yesterday about um, you know, the big community coming, stepping up, and you know, the community is there, you know, people are helping you know is is only a minority who are just being difficult for the sake of being difficult but there is definitely a community out there and people do care and they do want to look after each other.
1: Yes definitely.
0: Something that's uh, obviously quite important is um, social grooming and that is something that has been made raised awareness um, with obviously restrictions in um, home visits from hairdressers and some people have to have their, their weekly weekly cut and it's it can be really difficult at this time now because obviously if you are um vulnerable or having to isolate, um, then that's kind of out, out the um, out the picture. Um Amanda's got some advice. What have you got for us?
1: Well, no, I haven't got any advice. Oh dear, okay. It's not advice. I'm actually, I am actually devastated. I cannot go and have my roots done.
0: Oh dear. I think
1: it's, (laughs) yes, I think it's the end of the world. And I would like to know what I can do about it, really. I'm asking the question, my hair is ready for a cut. So this is, you know, worrying times for me. I cannot, and I'm not the only one. I know I am not the only one. Can't go out, get my hair done, cannot get my roots done. Um, My ears are blocked, can't get them shrinked. And my eyes, my eyes have failed, so I need a new prescription. I cannot go and get my eyes tested. It's the end of the world, David.
0: (laughs) Well, have you thought about asking your husband to cut your hair for you?
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, that would not happen. I think that no, that's and I-, <laughs> I think that's something
0: that that's going to um appear there's going to be a lot of partners that are asked to take on uh, grooming techniques that they haven't done before. And yes. I think hairdressing might be one there's, I think there's going to be a lot of blokes suddenly having to do a lot of uh, um hair hair makeup and other other <laughs> techniques. <laughs> All these, Do you all, all the these, basin? all these new skill the sets they're going to learn.
1: Yes, yes. The, I, I, I've just got the basin cut in my head. Do you remember that from school days? Some children, poor children, used to have a basin put on their head, and their mums used to cut around the basin.
0: Yes, <laughs> the bowl cut.
1: But yes, that's it, the bowl cut. Do, but actually, Craig and I. This is interesting. Both of our mothers were trained hairstylists. They were both hairdressers. We know not to touch each other's hair because
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what we grew up with. You leave it to me.
0: <laughs> well maybe there's there's a, a need for a change then. Maybe we need to, um, um, to to change to take on these new new challenges.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. See I'm, that would I'm, be a good new I hobby. I'm
0: okay because I just have a razor a shaver and just sort of quick zip over the top and I'm I'm done
1: Yeah well you you know and some people are very good at that and have a steady hand
0: Well what, whatever you whatever you do I mean it, if it all goes wrong you know you've got a few weeks to grow it back out anyway
1: That is a good point We have got a shaver at home but that is not happening <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean that uh, in in the last episode, um, we were talking about digging for victory and how a lot of people are now having to um, or getting the idea of um, converting their gardens to growing um, vegetables or root crops and things for because obviously now is the right time to, to start um, and I, I jokingly said that I'd got um, artificial grass and had a few people mention that uh maybe it's worth having pots and that is quite a sensible su- suggestion either either indoors or outdoors um i'm sure there's a few more better people to comment on uh, gardening techniques than me but I, I do know that obviously um makeshift um greenhouses and and um covered areas and using um pots and plants so if you've got a small garden or if you've got you haven't got anywhere that you can actually dig up you, you've got the option to um, to make planters and things and turn them over to, to vegetables and um, something to, that's good for uh, encouraging the kids as well get them involved with uh, growing plants and getting the getting the chance to actually see um, vegetables growing
1: i think that's a great idea david and i have got a question of you okay your astroturf that's down in your garden did you put it down yourself or was it already there when when you moved
0: we put it down
1: did you was it was it as a labor saving idea
0: it is it, the, the problem is the size of the grass is small so it's actually very uneconomical to actually cut it because you actually spend more time taking the the mower out of the shed plugging it in yes. and turning it on by which time you've gone zip 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 and that's it, done. And yeah. it it came about when the um the green bins, um, we then had to pay to have the, the green bins, uh, collections. And we couldn't justify the, the two bags of, of grass cuttings um to to pay for um the bin collection for, for green waste. Um and then at the end of the day we just decided it's gonna be far easier just to um just to go to artificial grass, and to be honest, it's it's. I was quite skeptical. To be honest, I did not think. I mean, the idea of having astroturf for a football pitch in your in your garden was wasn't that appealing. But it's actually really nice, and it's it's, um, it's quite mixed in its colours. You know, so it's not just all oh, green. Nice. It they've actually sort of um, textured the the grass, and it's at different lengths and once you've actually got it starts to to fade slightly and you've got dust and things on it and you've got um, dead leaves on it and to be honest you then can't tell the difference and quite often we have people come in and they don't notice the difference until they actually stand on the only the only thing that I do find is during the summer and you can burn your feet because it gets very very hot from the sun and that's just something just to be aware of that It can hold the heat you know if the sun is really I mean talking about you know when it's like the heat wave that we had last year and when it was it was in the 30s and and the grass gets very very hot and that's just something just to be aware of that you don't just go out in your bare feet and in the middle of summer but to be honest other than that no it's fine it's it's been it's been quite labor saving
1: that sounds really good and always tidy
0: and it's always tidy as well you never have to yeah it It doesn't encroach into the 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 flower beds and
1: no, that's good.
0: Lastly, um, I think the last, last element we have is Cambridgeshire County Council. They're looking for some volunteers. Amanda?
1: Yes, Cambridgeshire County Council have put a call out for volunteers and they would like the volunteers to have a caring background, if at all possible. Um, and uh, if you would like to get in touch, please um, contact us and we'll give you the link to uh contact them
0: and i hope people do there's there's lots of people who've got the time and if they've got the opportunity to to um, volunteer their time to help other others if they can that would be brilliant and that sort of yeah. keeps in t- ties in with the, the theme of what we're trying to do at the moment anyway so
1: yes it is isn't it
0: Right. well i think that's just coming to the end of our hour it's been quite a busy quite a fast hour there's lots lots of information lots that's going on Um, if you know people that would benefit from listening to this share it Um, let people know it's on the one thing we found last week is that we're not going to hit the deadlines for time so it's going to be very difficult to actually say it's going to be released at this time it's uh, i don't think that's that's too ambitious to to carry on doing that but it will certainly be done on the day that it's recorded. Um so we'll still have one uh, released on the Monday, on the Wednesday, and on on the Friday. It just we we can't now say exactly what time. So it'll just drop into the the Facebook or whichever posts that are um we're going to post it on. Uh, specifically Wimbling to start with, um, uh, but we'll we'll be looking at um spreading it out through Finland because there's a lot of information I and mean, we've got stuff on here that's it's basically from, from Wizbeach to Chatteris. So we will um, basically make it open to, to everyone who is in the area. Do you think that's a good idea?
1: I think it's a brilliant idea.
0: Excellent. I, I, I concur to you. So do you have any any last words?
1: No, apart from please be safe, wash your hands, wash your hands every two hours we were advised today, which um, I, I found quite surprising. Um, everybody please stay safe stay indoors if you can only go out for essential items uh, or to work if you have to and wash your hands wash your hands every two hours is the advice that we're being given
0: okay thank you very much Um, from me it basically just drop us a line let us know what you think drop us a line if you've got any ideas or suggestions if you want to be on the show if you've got something you want to share um, if you've got questions or if you want to be interviewed um, we'll we'll put you down on, on a list of future episodes we've got a few people already lined up in the future so like share subscribe wherever possible um, pass it on to people that you know might benefit um, just drop us a line just let us know how we're getting on and just share us in, any information so that is it for us that is the hour up Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for what you've already told us so far. Um, Next show will be on Wednesday, um, all things permitting. So that is it for us. Uh, Goodbye from me.
1: And goodbye from me.
0: Goodbye.